0: This morning's Dharma talk is titled Homeless Emotions, Homeless, Homeless Emotions. So as we're often trying to understand the nature of the mind, the nature of confusion, the nature of passion, aggression, ignorance, greed, envy, jealousy, and how hope and fear plays into that, it's very complicated to Uh, Pin down and try to sort or separate into some kind of a success about how we work with anything. So, this kind of a a title is uh, the, the Dharma talks are very similar. I'm sure you've noticed. I've even been accused of that. Like, why do you keep just saying the same thing over and over again? Like, don't miss your life by covering it up with your stupid conclusions. Is that pretty direct? Yes, I'm judging you. I am. Sorry. Somebody, you got to do it. So, homeless emotions. Emotions, emotions. This happens, emotion. This happens, thinking comes this way and that way. Things show up and go away. They get stronger, they get weaker. The person next to us gets really upset about something, and the other person on the other side is completely delighted and happy about something relative truth relative truth relative truth not wrong relatively it is it is correct relatively what just happened that seems to trigger something else in you the trigger wasn't it it was just happened and then you responded with your emotions your feelings your reactions so recently gave a talk on uh, outflows or on production Uh, something happens and we we bounce off from it into who did it, who said it, who could, who shouldn't have done it, and who better straighten up. This sounds more like a parent. I know. I had parents. So the that idea that's being that I'm using here, and this was a <clears throat> Unyo's uh, talk title that she came up with a few days ago. Would you like to give the talk? <laughs> <laughs> Me either. <laughs> I don't give it either. What are we going to do with this? You know, we all notice, especially if you've been training your mind for years and years, and notice that it's like it's, there's not really a, a definite kind of relative kind of improvement, or perhaps there is. If you think you're improving and you're a student of mine, you should come and talk to me. And I'll help you with that. Because there is no improvement in the relative sense. There may be something that could be considered improvement, but it has to be all encompassing. It has to be a really large picture where there's no singularity called me getting my wonderful improvement credential. It used to be this way, but now I'm, I used to be, but now after meditating and after practicing mindfulness, you know what I'm talking about, or maybe you don't. And if you don't, there'll be room for questions at the end. And I'll show you how, I, how little I probably know about it. <laughs> so the idea here with that image, I'll go right to that. Something happens, and instead of just receiving what comes in and receiving it exactly as it is, homeless, Exactly as it is, definitely arisen, not Exactly as it is, for you Sanskrit scholars, pratitya Samadbada. Nothing comes from its own side as an individual stick or person, or human, or Jack Russell Terrier. Nothing comes from somebody someplace else over here that is singular. It is dependent on every other Jack Russell Terrier, on every other stick, on every other piece of wood, on every other tree. So, the idea with this particular talk, something arises, and we we abandon that for something else for what we think about it or what it's triggering or how they shouldn't have said, done that or whatever. Reception, production. Reception. The meditator, if she, he, they are sitting in a, and facing a wall and are practicing in a way that they're slowly uh, beginning to fundamentally practice shikantaza, then it will just be reception, 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 reception. Maybe a little bit of production, like that doesn't feel good. Reception, 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 receive, 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 receive. I didn't say don't produce. I said receive because if the production comes up spontaneously because of fear, spontaneously because of hatred, just irritation with something. If it comes up, receive, receive, be responsible. This is what the ability to respond is. It's not blame. It's a tremendous misunderstanding. It's it's spread all over the world. Who's at fault? Oh, what a good way to get out of fundamental responsibility. Let's find out who's to blame for this. That eight year old hit this nine year old. Therefore, the nine year old has the right to steal his bicycle. Knock it off. Stop doing that. Can you stop? Not, Not really. Probably won't be able to stop. But if I say that, or if anyone says that, you immediately go to that area of the broom closet where you just don't have any say-so. And you become more aware of how little say-so you have. And this, What? What? how is this received in that area of the mind we call the seventh consciousness or ego? You actually see the ego cannot have control over this. Ego's unreal. So it will, but ego is so threatened by being seen through as a clown on the roof or something as fundamentally unreal. It's so threatened by that, that it will come up with all kinds of hocus pocus to keep from seeing that, including exploding, including running away, including, including the homeless emotions. They go back to the title. When the emotions arise, don't refuse them. They're homeless. Don't let them move in and give them your charge card. They're homeless. They're without reference point. They have reference points, but those are dependently arisen. You cannot track them down. It wouldn't do you any good if you did. All you'd find is a bunch of uh, uh, vapor. And you'd sniff it for a while trying to find, well, what's the root of that? What's the root of that? You can tell you what the root is. It's ignorance. The very first on the 12 links of the chain of existence is mauripa. That's Tibetan or Sanskrit. Avidya? Which is Sanskrit for "nobody knows the trouble I've seen." We don't know. We don't. We, the not knowing tends to show up as somebody who either knows or doesn't know. It's, it's very simple, and it's incredibly impossible. It's not incredibly impossible. It's just flat out impossible to unravel that because it is not raveled. It's not something. It just looks that way. That's how confusion looks, and it invites you to enter its. Uh, um, cave of horrors to try to calculate, figure out, blame, adjust, push down, fluff up, adjust. adjust. What can I do about this? Even teaches seven books, seven um, seven steps—I can't remember what it was—of mind training will not fundamentally help you. It will, might help you navigate your everyday life to some extent, but you're going to have to see what this is yourself. You're going to have to see it yourself. And what I say, my understanding. That's something I uh, heard somewhere. I'm going to have to sit down and look at the wall. Look at not much. Look at your refrigerator and receive. You train yourself to receive so that when you get up off your cushion, literally, and go into the world, you're on receive. You receive the incredible suffering of in the world. You're able to receive it instead of fight with it, argue with it, start a war with it. So homeless emotions, the emotions arise in your home, in your mind, and don't ignore them, don't obey them, just receive them. If you actually receive them, give them a home, to take that image a little further, they they don't stay because they, they want a home where there's things happening, where they're believed or where they're argued with or they want some kind of relativity. But instead, you just receive them. And it's just like the front door is open, come right in. The back door is open, see you later. Or perhaps not. It's a, it's a metaphor, it's an image. But the image is there to encourage you to just, I'm not saying be with it, I'm saying just, just receive that. And the same thing with thought patterns or concepts or ideas or judgments. Some people are more, more have a more uh, a, a, an emotional uh, visitor coming who's homeless and some people have a more conceptual coming who's homeless don't turn over your bank account to that concept that structure that emotion that way, wayward uh, clump of consciousness that's i don't like this this is terrible or you understand that one if you say yes, you missed it. I don't know how much I can twist or spin or massage that homeless emotions situation to get you, to encourage you, to support you in seeing the basic difficulty, which is this ignorance. With a lot of intensity, it's aggression. <clears throat> and with a lot of uh, passion, then it's. This, but it's also twisting, pushing, pulling, shifting, turning down, turning up, emotion, manipulation, explanation, judgment, evaluation, to keep us from seeing what the truth, because if you see the truth uh, the that aspect of the mind called the self, the self-centeredness, the inward turning aspect of consciousness comes apart, and that coming apart because of the very nature of consciousness. The sensitivity can be extremely frightening, painful, and difficult, and will show up as a story in your mind rather than the actuality of it. And You'll go to the story and you'll massage the story. You'll tell stories to yourself about it because it gives you a little bit of relief because it, it there's always that feeling that this can be dealt with. I can. this will go away. I can somehow get tro- control. Someone will understand what I'm saying. And, Help me fix it. Or someone will stop treating me that way. It's outrageous. It's all over the world. So I've said quite a bit. It might be good to uh, receive questions. And if you have them, I'll try to respond in a way that's helpful. Juchu. you
1: darling, if an emotion shows up, what makes us think that we need to give it a home?
0: It's... It seems to be, different ways of talking about it, but it seems to be the emotion comes up and we seem to own it, think that that's us. We don't realize that it's something entering, independently risen. not isn't, it's been triggered by something, it can come and it can leave. It doesn't have to set up a housekeeping in your living room. So what makes us feel like we need to because we feel like it's, our, it's us, we identify with ego, If something happens in your mind stream, whether it's emotions or thoughts or whatever, you think you're thinking that. You think you're feeling that. Am I accusing you of something? No. I'm just saying that what needs to be addressed eventually is there's no solid self in the skandhas, form, feeling, perception, concept, consciousness. Do not add up to me in my life and where I'm going and how good I've been doing or how terrible I've been doing and who is getting in my way. Who's stopping my happiness? Who's got my freedom? I want my freedom. I want to be able to have be free. You know what I'm talking about? Ask me more. Don't let me off the hook, or yourself off the hook.
1: I'm I don't know a question, but it just feels so seductive. What is? The emotions.
0: Yes, just observe the seduction. Just, just observe don't don't believe it. Don't disbelieve it. Certainly, don't ignore it. Just watch this selection. It is an awareness practice. It's not a conclusion. Not a manipulation. Not a pushing away. Not a success story. It's you could say it's the opposite of of a, of a of a success story because the ego wants to have control and power and success and be on the winning team. Our whole culture is full of this kind of crap. Does it sound like I'm being judgmental (laughs) a little bit seductive? Because it looks like, feels like we should do something more with that other than just observe it. Do you ever see people on the street with signs that say, help, starving or something like that? What do you do when you see that? I
1: think mostly I I look the other way, there's Mm -hmm. some sort of embarrassment
0: that turns up. That's awareness. There's no correct or incorrect there. That's awareness. The same thing with your, when your own emotions arise. Just give it some time. Make no demands. Don't demand that you be a really generous person just because you're, you received the bodhisattva vow. That's a misunderstanding to show up as someone who's generous. So if somebody sees you giving or if the person you're trying to impress them because you're such a generous person, You might even tell them that you're a Buddhist, if you're into the politics of experience.
1: Is talking about how we feel or sharing about how we feel a way of giving the emotions a home?
0: Very situational. There's no standard there. You can't have a standard where you don't do, even though, even Buddhism tries to do this. The 16 precepts, if you obey them, they're standards. But if you just observe them, then you're on the hook for everything. You're on the hook for every one of those when i say you're on the hook whatever there is of a practitioner of a, of a of aspiring bodhisattva is responsible for that that is that is your the, the the three jewels the three pure precepts the ten prohibitory precepts every single you pick out one of them and that's your that's your mind stream that needs to address that not some kind of a standard of right or wrong when it says don't kill it doesn't mean never kill anything it just means look at that the simple forms don't kill of course don't lie don't but every one of those is to be observed as the way in which you kill just be aware of how uh, as i've said you've heard me say other people have said if you're going to live you're going to have to kill something i don't want to go off into that bandwagon but i'm saying all of those you you cannot help but lie so, it's about being aware of the lies. If you think you never lie, come and see me. I'll show you right where you're lying at. And I mean everybody. That's one way to get you to the monastery. Wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sure,
1: Bowen. Um, Can not hooking up our vocal cords be a cover up?
0: Um, not on the path. It just means that you're, you're going to put a little bit of tension on your tendency to start barking at someone or to, to leave what is arising in your mind stream, your emotions. This Not, not you as an ego, but you as a, a conscious matrix called a human being, which is not a person. It's a human biological form, just like a raccoon, a little bit more sophisticated, though. Sir,
1: is there anything to do if the emotion feels like it's already made itself at home?
0: I think it would be different with each person, but the way you're asking uh, me that, I would say just just look at it. don't don't try to get rid of it, uh, and don't cover it up with ideas about it or stories. Nip the stories right, just not some kind of uh, uh, aggression towards it, but just they're just stories. They come and they'll cover up kind of spontaneously the emotions there. And then the stories start to show up around it. And the, slow, the stories slowly start to, start to start to leave the emotional area and go into. It's like wa- watching water freeze. You ever done that? I should have known Pao Shan would say yes. <laughs> water, when water freezes, it turns from one. That's an astonishing difference that we just take for granted. And we never notice when that happens. So water is the emotion symbolically or metaphorically and the thinking process or concepts is the ice. It just it has no emotion. It just locks down. And when that locks down, it also also the insight locks down. You can't you no longer can perceive because the emotional dynamic in a human mind is, uh, is has a lot of give and take a lot of sending out emotions, receiving emotions. It happens a little bit in the con- conceptual area, but only if you're listening to schopenhauer or, or or who's that other really famous thinker, C. G. Young, yeah, that will tr- kind of resonate with you. But usually it's emotional things that, that causes the resonation because there's more coming back and forth. Someone has, for instance, if you see someone someone uh, upset about something and they start to sob about something and you re- you can relate to that, you might start to cry too. Happened to me yesterday. Happens all the time. But it's unlikely that something shows up conceptually that someone, other than thinking, oh, that's an interesting concept to have the OTAP. Very structured kind of, you know, ice. It's not unfriendly. It's just not particularly friendly. It's not unfriendly. It's just concepts. Some people are able to do that. You're one of them the emotions start really getting raw and rugged and, and that water is boiling too much or it's it's frozen but it won't solidify it's below freezing already but when is it going to freeze into something i know concept instead of something i feel follow me observe all of that no selectivity no well i'm going to i'm going to but perhaps if i no receive 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 you can do it yes sir
1: And when the ice quality is all we can see is there a way to flash
0: on it or include the, the water the liquid water uh, i wouldn't do that i would just look at the ice just look look at that it's a solid situation that's happening in your mind stream just a concept not to dismiss it but it's just as that structure then because then you're no longer no longer arguing with dependent origination. There isn't anything that isn't dependently arisen, including suffering, including awakening.
1: Gyokuro Bowing, there's questions in the chat box. This one from Ivan. Are all emotions formless? Ivan Bowing. Yes. Gyokuro Bowing. The next question is from Dallas. How does one help people Of very young ages deal with intense suffering bowing
0: listen to them listen to them and listen to them listen i know what you're referring to there and i say just listen as much as you can might have to talk a little bit but a lot of listening is good this doesn't mean you wouldn't say something to be reassuring a lot of uh, this is uh, if you think uh, all of you adults here, think back to uh, when you were in uh, early school or when I was very young. remember the adult that listened to you but actually heard what you said. Maybe they didn't with no agreement or disagreement. They just you could tell by their disposition, by their their body language, when I call it language, their body uh, demeanor towards you as a child you can remember the people that actually might not have had conversations with them but you realize that that person was there fancy word for this that is often misunderstood is love love uh, actual love is not particularly emotion it might have a lot of emotion there but it doesn't have to have emotion to Kevin Bowing Kevin please
1: when we're intensely aware of the way that emotion arises and then begins to seep into outflow. I've just had experiences where I'm like, well, I'm doing this again, even though I know that there are like real possibilities of negative ramification as it's going into outflow. Is there anything to be done or a way to work skillfully with it
0: bowing? Yes. Thank you. for It's a wonderful question. And I, hopefully I can give a wonderful answer, but unlikely. Uh, the way I'm going to respond to this is, is to you already told me what you need to know. And I can show you in this way when you say, there I go again, you, uh, you have you've actually reified, re, uh, reinforced the outflow. And there's something that happens just before that you say, there I go again which hasn't actually formed into words or concepts or ideas or some kind of language, but is just uh, a feeling area. And the ego wants to move that into some kind of a, a me feeling like, well, at least I know there I'm going again. Well, well at least I'm aware of my negativity. It's, it's that kind of hidden uh, or, or um, back in the shadows kind of conclusion that reifies, establishes, and supports some kind of self-centeredness. And uh, that being said, I would say you don't have to stop that, but notice the, notice that kind of uh very, very subtle outflow. There I go again, darn it all why can't i uh, why can't I it's a powerful one why can't I stop feeling this way? Why do I always feel this way don't say that uh, and if you don't say that, then it will probably show up uh, probably show up just in feeling that before it gets into the uh, Verbiage, but if you look at that, and then if you look closely at that, then that will you will you will eventually go into a more of an open uh, aspect of the consciousness before the event really re- even occurred. Because uh, from the point of view of uh, awareness, uh, time and space are important, and time is important, and and the spaciou,s quality of things is very important. But the fundamental understanding is uh, is without the relative time and space more Kevin Kevin
1: bowing that's helpful uh this is all hypothetical but saying in theory if one were able to see the way that outflows were appearing without adding the there I go again should we just at that point should we just go with the outflow or is there some sort of disruption that should take
0: place bowing no going with it, no refusing it, and no shutting down on it. That's difficult because it doesn't involve some kind of a understanding about what you're even doing because it doesn't have a forward, a backward, or a, a neutral. It's just consciousness. And it, and that that consciousness that it, it, where the identity has changed its allegiance, to talk about a relative, relatively, over from a position, a right, or wrong, up, down, back, forth. An identity, I'm so gazan, you're Kevin, this is a room, and all of the things we re uh, reestablish over and over and over again to give us some kind of relative security of where we're at and what we're doing and where we're going and what this is about. And when you start, when we start to go in a way where we're just receiving, it feels like <clears throat> not knowing anything. It feels like we're actually leaving the reference points we need in order to even keep our sanity. So it's, it feels dangerous. This is why it's it's called a spiritual path. It's necessary to have a strong teacher, strong teaching and a strong community to be able to protect ourselves as we go in a, in a direction that most of the world is not doing this. They're trying to fix things, get things right, correct people. And so we, we have to really do a lot of observing. And what happens when we do that, quite often people get caught up and say, "Well." Well, that's, you know, there's too much laissez faire, you know, too much passive. Yes, you're too passive. We need to step in and we need to march into this place or march into that or put a halt to this or, or ob- object to the very situation that, that looks so different from us, but it's actually just a polar dynamic. You actually create the opposition that keeps that situation going. You can call it political parties if you want to. They, they feed off from each other. <clears throat> the mind stream does the same thing. It feeds off right and wrong, should be and shouldn't be. Any position. One of the ways of uh, talking about this, and I think I gave a talk not too long ago, is to, to be free from what you know. To be free from it. You're not, not that you don't know things, but you're not a prisoner of your knowledge, of your thoughts. You're not a prisoner of your beliefs because you don't really have any beliefs other than looks like the sun's out. Or a very simple belief orientation that you believe uh, you believe that the noise that you hear out in the backyard is a uh, neighbor's dog or something. You don't know that, but it sounds like that's probably it. So you believe that. So there's a believing quality there without the fixation of the attachment. Lots of openness. It's not a knowing. <coughs> when things shrink up into a knowing, this is called prejudice. This is called ignorance. And when it, when it's in motion, this way or that, is called passion and aggression. It's done with awareness. You do it with get to the wall, slow down, hold still, watch the movement of the mind, and realize what this fundamentally is. When I say this, I'm saying everything. Your your dynamic, your feeling of being a person in a room, your feeling of moving your hand, your the, the, the sense of seeing other people. And, re, and, and, and the, in my case, uh, endeavoring to respond to questions that I have no idea what is being asked of me. Sometimes they'll use um, the idea of don't learn to ski in a snowstorm. Yes. Do we eventually have to ski in the snowstorm? Um, you might, but there isn't any snowstorm. You don't have to learn to ski. You don't stop studying. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a metaphor it's just an example of you know if you really rather than you never meditate unless you things are really uh, coming apart and going to pieces and losing your job and your relationship uh, sucks and and then suddenly you start meditating so not a good time to meditate might be better to you know go to the mall go go walk somewhere play canasta and then then when there's an open space when then meditate then meditate in when there's a clear space so that the so that that which is arising in the mind is not uh you're not practicing on really threatening things you're practicing on uh, things that are just moving this way and that thoughts are coming random thoughts and this is where you practice to receive receive so when the thoughts do get really difficult which they are going to either caused by your own mind stream your own karma or caused by the Cause and effect that is happening in your in your world that triggers things, or is an actual event in your world that is difficult. More, uh, it will be. There'll be more of an ability to work with the negativity in the world uh, in a direct and uh, helpful way that won't increase it. Might not solve the problem, but won't increase it more. going.
1: something I notice is there's like a certain level of intensity that I just can't sit with anymore, and I always have to leave when it gets to a certain heat? Mm-hmm. Um,
0: do I never need to push mm-hmm. through that? I don't think so. But you might need to come back. I would say do it situationally. You, you can't sit there. Are you talking about chicken taza you're sitting? And how long have you been sitting here an hour? or Maybe more? Sometimes it's, it's immediate or they come just right away. Yeah, I would I would relate don't don't uh, necessarily fight with what your body or your mind are saying but don't necessarily agree with it. But if it's really intense, then I would say, as I've said to many people, get up and go look out the window, go go into the kitchen, um, go outside and walk around a little bit, maybe stop sitting altogether. But I would say returning is important. So if you can, and it just still seems difficult, it just doesn't uh, back off. Then if you decide to stop, come back and stop on the cushion, sit down, hold still. And if you're in the zendo, uh, you can't do that because somebody else is. Unless you're the doan, the timekeeper. But if you're at home, then come back and or in your own uh, apartment, then just come back and end it. Make try to keep, try to hold the form, observe the form, even if you can't do what the form is set up for. Start the session an hour later. End the session. If you have to get up after ten minutes, get up. It's always about awareness, never about success. And that's ego doesn't get many much nutrition from that kind of an approach because it wants to accomplish something and it gets kind of tired of that more
1: sure that's what comes up here is that i should um like grow past needing to do that like needing to get up off the cushion like it the, the story that shows up is like they're training wheels and eventually i need to not use them to be leading the that's a,
0: that's a relative uh, understanding of and training and, and and the whole uh, our whole education system especially in the west but also in the macho cultures of uh, china and japan um tibet and so on are a lot of a, kind of in tibet they even have little boxes where you can't move you have to sit and you, you have to sleep there across like a, I'm not discounting the incredibly brave human beings who subjected themselves to that kind of training, but I think that's not helpful to, to fundamentally training. It might be helpful to getting you to have a really accomplished feeling that you're so highly skilled, and, and you're, but you're probably fighting with your emotions constantly in your mind. If you're fighting with your body, which are not separate from your emotions, you're trying to make your body do things through force, the very nature of this the very nature of this kind of discipline It's done in the Zen tradition it's all over Rinzai and when I began first Rinzai training I ever had was a long time ago but the, but even even 45 40 45 years ago there was still uh, that kind of, you have to do it this way and you uh, it's just, uh, if the, the forms are misunderstood, you need to observe forms, not obey them. And if it weren't for covid I might still be trying to obey them. Thank you. Go ahead. Thank you. was for CoVID no, I <laughs> Sure. You talk about setting up some tension. Could you say how that's different from forcing ourselves? Well, the tension is, is is to do with the form. So, so what I'm saying is, you sit down, you can't, you struck the bell, and you're sitting there, and you start to just can't, you can't stay there, you can't, you can't stay. So then you could start with just standing up, but do it in the form, don't end the form. Yet. Stand up. The movement in the form is what's important, not living up to a particular kind of movement like just watching thoughts. That's that's what we do if you just stay there that's what's going to happen thoughts and emotions and sounds in the yard sounds down the hallway just receive 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 and then at some point the intensity of of a form or something showing up in your mind is so intense and you don't even know what it is you've got to get up so the, the getting up is an outflow but that's also the risen. reason and you can watch that but when you when you when you cement your identity to it as I'm somehow losing so that just that just strengthens the identity as someone who can lose. It uh, the ego will settle for anything, success, failure, or neutrality. It just wants a credential, and it doesn't care which one it gets. It's so powerful that you'll actually take someone else's life. Not you, but people take other people's lives because they have to have their way. They're willing to kill people for it. They're willing to kill themselves for it. <laughs> Uh, is that we own this. More. Yeah. Thank you.
1: the is it possible to see our ego objectively without reinforcing ego, Baling?
0: A little bit. But it doesn't. if you begin to see what this is, it, it begins to come apart. It, it comes apart way before you might realize your true nature. You might be in some kind of a state of shunyata or emptiness or limbo for quite a while without any support at all.
1: I am just going to ask, what is coming apart?
0: Fundamentally, nothing's coming apart. It was, never, it, was, it was unreal in the first place, so it's not coming apart. But the sense is that something's coming apart something is deconstructing just because you've been looking at this st- structure without believing it without disbelieving it and without ignoring it and it, it can't maintain its its apparent its appearance as, as some kind of reality you need to object to agree with or run away from or ignore so it's we start to see through it just the beginnings of this they're called shunyata emptiness the, f- the fundamental understanding is It is not emptiness.
1: It seems like um, observing ego is a reference point.
0: Yeah, it is. How do we... That you're aware that you're observing, you're you're just aware of the reference point. You have to get rid of it. Try to get rid of it, then we're trying to clean up our act and be somebody else. And that and that will take hold, and you can become that somebody else, especially if you have a teacher that's encouraging that kind of activity. Sometimes called, I don't think they know that they are, perhaps, but sometimes called a charlatan. someone who thinks they're a teacher, a spiritual teacher, and is busy leading people in circles to go right back into samsara to be a really great spiritual being. I won't name names.
1: Question from Vishal in San Jose. Shall. How about physical pain that emotions bring? Can it be watched too?
0: Well, I suppose it can. It's difficult. All of that is life of suffering. As the Buddha said 2,500 years ago, not that I have to go back to that, but it's a pretty important teaching. You didn't say part-time. The life is suffering. It may be different intensities. But, Vishal, uh, I'd have to talk to you more about what specifically what you're uh, looking at, so it might be a different kind of response, but uh, basic response is, I don't know, it's 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 so situational. So it could show up uh, on one end of the spectrum one time, and on the other end uh, another another time. When I say spectrum, I just mean it's situational.
1: A question from Navid in Iran. Navid, when you say this is an illusion. Are you referring to our personal history as being elusive, or the actual existence we're experiencing?
0: <clears throat> Everything—it's—it's—it uh, appears real. It appears real, but it's—it's it's fundamentally unreal. Fundamentally, so I sometimes say, and I'm not trying to be funny or make things worse, but I'm saying it, it is worse than you think. But ego can't help handle ego cannot handle how bad it is. So therefore, uh, you need to see through ego first before you'll see what this is. The interesting thing is that if you see what this is, uh, you won't mind because you understand it. You understand fundamentally, you're not even the word separate, not separate doesn't apply. You're not separate from anything. There's no way you can lose anything, no way you can gain anything. there isn't anything else. But you might have to first go through that passage of seeing that there's no self. <clears throat> he
1: has a follow-up question. What is this unrealness?
0: What is this unrealness? Unreal? That's a trick question. <laughs> uh, I can't really track exactly what you want to know, but I'm going to try. It's just... a. Uh, it's just, uh, it's like a play on a stage while you're, even though you've just come into the play, you know it's a play, you know it's on, You know unreal, pretend, and you watch the play, but at a certain point in the play, you actually are uh, kind of uh, tentatively believing in things that are happening, especially if it's a really good play, where the, the actors, the playwright, and the director and everything are really have this understanding where they're producing an incredible illusion called other. And that is ex- incredible for a while, but you really you're just looking at your own mind, you're just looking at consciousness only, and then then you leave. So it's, uh, it was unreal, but it was real and that you, your emotions, your insight, your maybe perhaps a bit, uh, even being entertained by it, are they're there? They're relatively real. That is something that you could look at as the relative reality of something that's here and not over here. And uh, ultimate reality, which is uh, use a strong uh, um, relative metaphor, is the bedrock of the foundation of relative truth, does nothing. Relative truth shows up and goes away. gets light, gets dark, gets weird, weird, It's ordinary. Looks like a mouse, looks like an elephant, on and on and on and on and gives us the illusion of of something's going on. And then we really think, because we think we're a body, we think this this hand is real, this is my hand, and this is my stick, then I can make a noise, and that somehow proves that this is real. Go ahead with that approach. When death comes without warning, what will be real then? find out who you are. Who you are can't die, it's never been born. Bodies are born and come and go. You just happen to have this body at this particular time in the sense of your your spirit, if you want to use that word, or your Buddha nature is here showing up in this incredible receiver, eyes, ears, nose, tongue, body, mind of otherness. Very good. Thank you so much. May the mirror of this penetrate into all places so that
1: we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way G flu Shi. The Three Worlds, All Buddhas, All Venerable Ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, The Great Prajna, Paramita. O Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the Ten Directions and the Three Times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering, and fill them with light. If you value the teachings of Sokozan and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokukoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokukoji.org.